The Gut Pharmacist Podcast with Riley Ramosco, traditional naturopath. Start improving your gut function today without supplements. Supplements are great and they can be very helpful. They can complement an already comprehensive approach, but they aren't the solution if those basic foundations are not met. And so many people jump straight to supplementation in order to get that quick fix, but that's not really how it works. We need to build a solid foundation for the house of gut health. If we don't have these foundations, The house, aka the gut, isn't going to be strong. So we need to have these lifestyle and nutrition approaches first, which I will talk about shortly. Okay, so we're going to talk about these basic things that we need to start implementing before we get to supplements. Again, supplements are very helpful, but we need to make sure that we have these down first and then we can jump to supplements. But even beyond that, we have to make sure that we are incorporating any necessary testing to see exactly what kind of unique things are happening within our our own body because we're all so unique. And then because of that, our supplementation should be unique as well. Okay. But we need to have these first. So nervous system support, environment, nutrition and hydration, movement, low toxic load, and social life. Okay. And there's so many other things, trust me, Healing is a comprehensive process and it's never one thing. It's always going to be multiple things, but we don't want to get too caught up on trying to be perfect. We want to just bring the attention back to our bodies, back to what it's like to be human and to be happy and healthy. Okay. So it doesn't have to be complicated. Number one, nervous system. So The nervous system is the epicenter of everything that goes on. A lot of times, nervous system dysfunction can result in gut issues, hormonal, thyroid issues, of course, mood and mental, and so much more. A lot of things trace back to the nervous system. A body that doesn't feel safe is not going to prioritize healing. So we need to make sure that we prioritize our nervous systems, our brain, our fight or flight states, getting into that rest and digest state, working on the vagus nerve. I have so many other podcasts talking about the vagus nerve, getting into rest and digest mode. I've mentioned this so many times, but supporting the nervous system doesn't have to be difficult. It could be different for everyone. Of course, for you, it could be a cold shower or cold immersion for someone else. It could be just saying the mantra, I am safe, whatever works for you. There are so many strategies. There's also dynamic neural retraining system, primal trust, the Gupta program. There's so many limbic system retraining programs out there and plenty to choose from whatever works for you again. But balancing the nervous system is key here because of that gut-brain connection and the fact that everything else traces back to the nervous system. I often see that my client with adrenal fatigue, hormonal issues, thyroid issues, chronic fatigue, a lot of that traces back to a dysfunctional nervous system because we have the pituitary gland in the brain which controls the HPA axis. So that controls the hormones, the adrenals, the thyroid, and so on. So long story short, the nervous system is so important for the rest of the body. So balancing that with mantras, 
with cold therapy, with yoga, meditation, with talk therapy, with limbic retraining, breath, breath work is huge. Again, whatever works for you, you will find that. But just know training and regulating the nervous system is so important for your journey, no matter what you're dealing with. And second, environment. So (laughs) we probably know this, but our environment is so important for our healing and it can either set us back or bring us forward in the healing process. For example, if you're living in an environment with toxic mold or even toxic people or heavy metals, you're working in a toxic work environment, whether that's toxic people or toxic chemicals. Again, it can go either way, but the environment is critical in the process of healing. So it's not always possible to get out of the undesirable situation. So we can work on the other things in the meantime, but just know sometimes nervous system dysfunction or feeling stuck can be because of your environment, okay? Emotionally, physically, physiologically, whatever that is. We need to make sure that our environment makes us feel safe. That brings us back to regulating the nervous system. Again, environment has a lot to do with our brain because our brain perceives the environment and gets information from our surroundings. So our surroundings are really important. For me, I like my environment to be bright, open, lots of white, uh, little pops of color here and there, but I like very neutral, white and bright type of environment with plants here and there, okay? So everyone has different requirements for their environment and we find what works for us. But just know mold toxicity, Uh, carbon monoxide poisoning, heavy metal poisoning, those things do exist and oftentimes they do come from the environment. So if our home is new or if there's no visible signs of mold, but you have these symptoms like allergies, gut issues, brain fog, weird neurological issues, you might want to rule out mold. And I have separate podcasts on that about the myths and misconceptions about mold illness and also the proper way to do a mold inspection. I have podcasts way back with uh, Brian Carr. He's an amazing mold inspector. He gives us all the details. So if you want to know more about the truth and things about hidden mold in your environment, that's a good podcast to listen to for sure. Okay, so environment. We talked about nervous system, environment, Now, nutrition and hydration, very important. I put these two together because they do tend to go together, but hydration is definitely very important. We often forget about that too when we're talking about nutrition so much, but nutrition for the gut, of course, we know that's very important. There's no one diet that's going to work for everyone. That's just not possible. We all have different needs, different health history, and so on and different genetics. I mean, some people do well with more of a low carb diet. Some people prefer high carb. Some people prefer animal products. Some people prefer plant-based regions. And where our genetics came from has also a lot to do with how we tolerate certain foods. I tend to do well on more of a plant-based diet, but I've found that over time I need a little bit of both. However, mostly focused on plants and that seems to work for me really well. With other people, maybe they need more of an animal-based diet. Either way, every food group is important. Animal foods, 
build the structures of the gut. They supply amino acids like glutamine to help seal the gut lining, uh, protein to replenish the tissues, and plants have fiber to feed the gut microbiome. They also have antioxidants to reduce inflammation. So they're both important. They both have different purposes. Overall, no matter what diet you do, you need to make sure that you have that organic whole food foundation. So organic, that's different in every country. Some places don't even need that, but here in America, we definitely need to make sure that we're reducing these pesticides herbicides, fungicides as much as possible. And not to say that organic is 100% free of these things because there's always runoff, but we do the best we can here with our circumstances and reducing the toxic load on those foods is really important. So eating organic and or eating in season, following the dirty dozen list, the clean 15 list, uh, whatever is in your country, they might be different. Uh, also, even growing your own. Growing your own food is going to be more nutrient-dense. It's going to be more affordable and much easier, of course. Very nutritious. So, overall, we need to... And sorry, my voice is giving out today because I had a fun singing session just to have fun and, and let my vagus nerve do its thing. Singing is really great for the vagus nerve. So now I'm feeling that my voice is giving out a little bit and I'm going to make this episode a little short. But yeah, so nutrition and hydration, very important. With our water, we need to make sure that we know what's in our water. Looking at your local tap water database, which I will post in the, in the show notes, a lot of places have far too many heavy metals, far too many pharmaceuticals and other types of chemicals that go into the tap water. And of course, not many of us have filtration systems, but that's definitely something to look into. There's also a customizable water filter depending on where you live. And I will also post that in the show notes. 30 second interruption. If you are tired of dealing with all these unnecessary symptoms and you'd like to get to the root causes of your problems, just apply to work with me. I help people like you every single day find answers with functional labs, root cause approaches, and holistic health. I work one-on-one -on -one with USA and Canada and offer an affordable independent program worldwide. If you need help, just click on the apply to work with me link in the show notes. Now back to the podcast. And movement, of course. I don't have to say too much about this because we all understand the benefits, the research behind exercise and healthy movement within ranges. Not good to overdo it, not good to underdo it. There's a good happy medium there and we find what works for us. But movement just contracts the muscles. It also helps the lymphatic system, which doesn't have its own pump. By pumping our muscles with movement, we also pump the lymphatic system. So even walks, gentle jogs, walking, yoga, that's a great way just to promote lymphatic flow, get the toxins out, also help us absorb fatty nutrients. The lymphatic system does a lot of great things for us. So it's good to make sure that we move that. There's also a, uh, there's also a lot of research with exercise and gut health. Exercise helps promote beneficial bacteria like Acromantia mucinophila, which is known to 
give us a healthy metabolism, reduce inflammation, and promote many other healthy strains. So acromantia really increases with exercise too, based on certain research. So exercise in general is just a very important component of a healthy lifestyle and certainly gut health, but we have to make sure we find that happy medium again, where we're not doing too much, but we're not doing, uh, we're not just sitting around, not sedentary, have to find a good balance for us, whatever works. And then toxic load. So I kind of mentioned this with the nutrition part, reducing those uh, toxins like pesticides, herbicides, fungicides that are found in our food. That's a big part of it. But also the products that we use, the things that we put on our skin, on our hair, lotions and perfumes and cleansers and hairsprays, so many things, as well as cleaning products, things we use around the home, bleach counter sprays, antibacterial sprays, you name it. Uh, deodorant too, back to the, the self-care stuff. There's so many different things that we use in our everyday life. And those things add up. Certain chemicals like phthalates, for example, have been shown to be endocrine disruptors. So a lot of these things are disrupting our hormones and causing widespread inflammation and sluggish liver. Our livers are not designed to keep up with the intense toxic load that we're dealing with today. Because just our country alone introduces thousands of new chemicals every year, and apparently they're safe, but really long-term, we still don't know the impact on the body. But in this short term, we do know what it's doing to the body and we can see the effects already. So reducing toxic load, switching to cleaner products, uh, making sure we're either eating organic or eating in season, following the Clean 15 list, by the Environmental Working Group, doing as many things as we can to reduce that toxic load. Because glyphosate, for example, which is Roundup, it's a very common herbicide used on genetically modified wheat and also other crops. But glyphosate has been shown to cause leaky gut, food allergies, food sensitivities, and it also has an antibiotic effect on the gut microbiome. And we know what antibiotics do to the gut. Not usually a good thing, right? So glyphosate, all those other toxins, we need to make sure that we're reducing those as much as possible. Your body will be happy and your gut will definitely be happy as well. And finally, social life. I don't normally talk about this, but this is very important. As humans, we are social creatures. And when we tend to get chronically ill, we isolate ourselves because we feel like other people don't understand our situation or how we're feeling. And while that might be true, there's always support out there if you just open up and look for it, hopefully. I mean, not speaking for everyone here, I understand everyone has different circumstances, but generally when you open up and invite the help in and the support, it comes to you. So a social life is really healthy, really important for the healing process. It's not always about being alone and being strict with your routine. Sometimes just going out and having fun with friends or family, that's true healing. 
and laughing. Laughing has shown in so many studies to be great for the body in many different ways. So don't get too serious about it. I know there's a lot to do. It's a long process, but don't forget to enjoy it along the way. Laugh a lot, hang out with the ones you love, and just be happy. Easier said than done. I totally get it, but you understand the point. So as a recap, We can start improving our gut function today without supplements. Once we have all these things down, then we can incorporate some customized supplements for our unique situation. But we need to have these lifestyle approaches first before those supplements. We can't just jump straight to popping pills because we wish that works and we try and we do it over and over and over expecting different results, but we know it just doesn't work. So we have to go back to the basics and that's supporting the nervous system, keeping a positive and healthy environment, nutrition and hydration, healthy movement, lower toxic load, and a healthy social life. Those are all great things to start today so you can have a happy and healthy gut. Hey there. Thanks for listening. You can find me on Instagram at gutexpertriley, on Facebook at The Gut Pharmacist, same spelling as this podcast, on YouTube at The Gut Pharmacist, and my website is holisticriley.podia.com, where you can find information on working with me, my background, and more helpful information to feel empowered in your journey.